Well, that sounded terrible. <laughs> Hello, is it me you're looking, looking for? That was good. I know. You have betrayed Tritter. No, nope. Tritter. You have betrayed. Tritter. Ah. Hodgepodge of every. Every Hodgepodge of every All right, I'm ready. I really. I, really... I can't hear you. My headphones fell off. Hold on. <laughs> I'm back. I can't believe your brain doesn't fall out of your head when you do that. I'm not really sure how to take that comment. Hmm. Maybe they did fall out of your head. Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we cover CCGS, open a few chests, and try out a new segment for the show. Boom! Boom! Episode 4-2. 4-2. Let's go, baby. How's it going, man? Just playing a little bit of Clash Royale every day because I am addicted. I love how you go just a little bit of Clash Royale every day. <laughs> Because I'm addicted. So that must mean that you don't play it a little bit every day, but rather you probably play it a lot every day. Joe, it means I'm in denial. <laughs> you're in denial about what? Is it that you're not a casual player or, or you've slowly been reeled into a casual player? No, I'm definitely a casual player, but I feel like, I feel like the game just has this, this stranglehold on me. I can't let it go ever. It's like every time you look away, you just look back. You, you, you start to walk away from me, you just look back slowly, and it just pulls you back in. You know how you just check Facebook every once in a while just because you're bored? I just go into the game because I'm bored. Yeah, but you don't just go in it. You, you have to play it, too. Well, I think I'm just going to go in it just to check on the clan chat, but that never happens. No, you've got, I mean, the battle button's right there. You have to click it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now with two battle buttons, it's even harder not to play. Oh, my gosh. I've been loving the 2v2s. How about you? Are you serious? Are you serious, man? Every time I'm on, I get a request to play. From friends, right? Because we have a friends list now. We have friends in the game. It's pretty cool. I love the fact that we can play with other people and don't always have to go. Like, 2v2s are fun, even if you're playing with random people. Like, I know a lot of people hate it, but 2v2s are supposed to be, like, the place where you're not really sure what's going to happen. So, yes, if your teammate leaves... You kind of just have to deal with it. But if you go in with a friend and you're playing 2v2, like someone from your clan or like just a friend that's just on, it is easily one of the most fun game modes that there is. I agree. Um, but I want to know how you've been doing in the ladder. Uh, ladder's okay. So to be honest with you, this is the f best I think I've done right after the season reset, right? Because the season reset kind of recently. And right after it reset, Typically, it's very hard for us to climb up, right? Because we're mm -hmm. playing a whole bunch of people that should, in theory, be much, much, much higher than us. Right. So I very quickly got up to around 4,700 trophies, and I was just like on cloud nine. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so high up right now. I was only like 400 trophies away from like the top people in the world at that time. And very, very quickly, I plummeted back down to like 44, 4,500. So I got a reality check. I realized that, you know, when streaks come and, and they definitely go. <laughs> but uh, that's why they call it the death spiral, man. Trophy death spiral, man. It hit me. It hit me hard. But I mean, I've been using the mortar mauler. I feel like people have really, really started to figure out how to play against it. And I am struggling a little bit, but. I mean, 4,700 trophies isn't so bad, so I can't complain, and I'm still able to kind of finagle some wins, you know, even versus unlikely matchups, so it works out pretty well. I'm definitely not going to take any other deck into the ladder, because to be honest with you, I can't play any other deck in the ladder, because my card levels are just simply not high enough, unless I play the Mortar Mauler. Like, all I've been focusing on leveling, I think you're in the same boat, is the Mortar Mauler, so if I switch away from it, I get destroyed because my card levels are just so low. That's exactly how I feel. I'm deathly afraid of hitting a death spiral because of low card levels. 
so I, I, I actually tried to do this thinking that I could somehow manhandle my way to a win. And guess what happened? Nothing. I lost. It was terrible. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Something was going to tell me that you lost. I, I, I think I could have predicted that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so needless to say, I didn't do that again. But I am hovering still around, like, the high 4200s. Uh, I'm kind of hitting a wall, uh, and I don't really know what to do. I think you're right. I think people have figured out kind of how to counter our deck a little bit. Um, and I, I really do think that the skeletons are hurting a little bit now that I'm playing it more and more. Yeah, the skeletons do. Uh, ever since Larry got taken away from, from the skeletons, I feel like people are still using them, but they're not using them for any real purpose other than cycling. Like in the Mortar Mauler deck, when they had four, four skellies, they were used as a good defensive troop. Mm-hmm. With three skeletons, they just don't serve for the same purpose. It really just becomes a distraction cycle card. Yeah, I was, I was going to say distraction because you didn't say it before, but yeah, you covered it. Distraction cycle card, for sure. Right, and like the Mortar Mauler used it for defense, right? Because four of them... It, the Mortar Mauler really does heavily rely on not only distraction, but, but defense to, to kill things when in reality your Mortar is not doing anything to, to troops, right? Because you, your mm-hmm. main goal for that card is to get it onto the tower. So, right. you know, I won't go on and on and on about the Mortar Mauler and, and the Skeletons, but... They're really hurting right now, and I, I really, really hope Larry makes his way back into the, into the game. Yeah, me too. Um, but something cool happened to me this week. Tell me. So I posed a question on Twitter. Okay. Because I was just shy of enough gold to upgrade my mortar to level 13. However, I don't have all the cards yet. I'm still very far away from getting enough cards to be able to level it. But I did have enough to purchase a legendary that showed up in the shop. Can you guess what that legendary was? I need a hint, dude. I have like a one in eight shot. What's the only legendary I didn't have? Um, I was going to say the Inferno Dragon, but I think you bought that, right? One mm-hmm. of the more recent episodes. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go, oh, the Night Witch, the Night Witch. You definitely don't have the Night Witch. Exactly. So I asked what people thought, whether I should save the gold and upgrade the cards or purchase the Night Witch. So, ironically, Twitter voted to save the gold and upgrade my cards, but I thought about it, and I was like, no, I can't waste a chance to get the Night Witch in the shop. Plus, by the time I wind up seeing the Night Witch again in the shop, I might not have enough gold, and that would be really annoying. Plus, I'm already halfway to having enough gold to upgrade my mortars, and I still don't have enough cards, so... That was my logic there. And now I've completed my set. Okay. So here are my thoughts on, on, on what you did, on what you did there. Is, oh, I need to know how you, what you think about how I convinced myself to do what I did. So first of all, I feel like the fact that you've just, you just spent a, a full minute rationalizing what you did to our listeners makes you innately feel guilty about not listening to Twitter. That's, well, that's what, 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 what? I let you finish. Okay. So that's point number one. Point number two, you have betrayed Twitter. You have taken all things that people put in us, i.e. trust, and you have thrown it out the window for the benefit of your own personal gain, and I disapprove. Well, when you put it like that, how could I not feel guilty? (laughs) Are you serious? I just got shamed. If it makes you feel any better, I would have done the exact same thing. You want to know what I would have done differently? I wouldn't have posed the question to Twitter. That's probably where I went wrong. But to be fair, I really just wanted an opinion. I wasn't like holding a vote. I didn't actually do a poll on Twitter. I just said retweet for this, like for this. And I considered it the same as me asking three of my friends what to do about something. And two of them said one thing and one said the other. And I happened to go with what the other person said. So it was retweet for the Night Witch and like for the upgrades? Yeah, and somehow like destroyed the retweets. <laughs> and you, did you like, in your heart of hearts, think that the Night Witch was just going to absolutely win? Honestly, I thought it was a no-brainer. I, 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 after I posted, I was like, there's no way they're going to pick the other thing. But of course, 25 minutes later, they liked everything about saving my gold. The ultimate move, dude. Totally, totally, totally. 
But aside from that, our weeks in the arena and Rob completely betraying our Twitter listeners. <laughs> Sorry. I love you guys. Tell me, how about the challenges that we got this past week? So, honestly, I think they're probably one of my favorite challenges. Really? Yeah. And do you want to know why? It's, it's, it's a very simple reason. Tell me. I'm playing with another person. <laughs> so it's just the fact, kind of like what we were talking about before. Two v twos are just better. It doesn't matter whether yeah. the, it doesn't matter whether they're good challenges or bad challenges. If they're two v two, they're just better. I just feel more confident when I know that I have another person there, feeling the same way that I am while we're going through the same experience. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. No. I I totally understand. I you know. The, the challenges that we're referring to are the 2v2 draft challenge and the 2v2 sudden death challenge. So we won't go too much into the draft challenge because that's kind of one we've, we've kind of had that before, right? But the 2v2 sudden death challenge? Yes. Bro. Let's talk about that. They, well, first of all, they might as well have called this challenge the rocket mirror cycle boom, boom, boom challenge. It's 2v2, and you can build your own deck. So you can go in with your own pre-made deck. You click the button, you go into a game, and you're put in with another random player that is on your team. And you play two other people who are randomly, you know, matched up. You cannot mm-hmm. play with your friend. You cannot play with someone in your clan. Unless, of course, you just get lucky enough that you randomly get, cha- you know, matched up with them, right? Right. But ultimately, the rules are simple. The first team to get one tower down wins. Wins. Game is over. Hands down. Drop the mic. Walk away. Boom. Swag. Move on. This game is not about building up the biggest push. It's not about slow play. It's about doing very quick chip damage, using spells, and just annihilating your opponent as quickly as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or another strategy that I wound up using is just completely overloading because, of course, I would use the Mortar Mauler, baby. So when you have someone destroying on one side and having a mortar on top of that, it's really hard to deal with. I find, and I could be wrong, maybe I'm just playing it wrong, but in 2v2s, the Mortar Mauler just knows, it does not work for me, dude. Oh, I don't know what you're doing, man. It totally works for me. But well, I guess in this particular challenge, it probably works really well, right? Because it is, it, it can be used as a rocket cycle deck. So in this particular challenge, it's probably pretty good. But for some reason, in, in 2v2s or just, I'd say like tournaments in general, the Mortar Mauler is just not a very good deck for me. Yeah, I could probably see it not playing well in tournaments, but I don't know why. In 2v2s, it works really well. I, I use my Mortar defensively a lot, too. So, especially since the skeletons are, you know, as we talked about, one man down, it's mu- you have to kind of do that. I had to adapt. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. And plus, like, if you're using the mortar defensively, like, I use it offensively. So, if you're using it defensively, there's one mortar that does splash damage. But in theory, it's getting double the value because it's attacking more ground troops than it normally would, right? Right. Yeah, so that's probably pretty cool. But I also think that it's really good because you can cycle the rocket. And here is the deck that I found to be the most viable. A minor tornado rocket chip deck. Ooh, sounds evil. Because what you do is you send in the miner to the tower. Inevitably, your opponent's going to drop something. Whatever they drop, you throw the rocket over, and then you throw the tornado to wrap them all up inside the rocket. It just, it absolutely destroys almost every single card in the game. And oh, by the way, gets tremendous damage on the tower. If you and your opponent both bring a similar deck like that, there's almost no way that you can lose. Because not only are you doing tremendous damage to their tower, you're killing their troops so they can't really generate an offensive push. And oh, by the way, if you need to use something defensively, well, the Tornado is one of the best defensive cards in the game from a spell perspective because you can activate your king tower with it. So it's just like... The perfect response. Yeah, honestly, I'm really glad that I didn't face that because I don't know if I would have been able to handle that. I got the deck from Woody. I think he got the deck from somebody else. I can't remember his name, but he posted, a, I think, a 9-0 win on Twitter. And we tried it out and it worked beautifully for us. I think we got nine wins and one loss or two losses. I forget, but um, ultimately got the nine wins. And, you know, the way this challenge worked, just like every other challenge, was you get one-time rewards as you get further and further up the, the nine-win ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Did you like that the entire game, it had that red glow around the entire frame of the arena? 
Oh, dude, you and I were talking about that, right? Because the day before this challenge actually started, we were like, hey, do you think that the whole game is going to feel like overtime or is it just going to kind of play out like a normal game? And of course, the red, you know, the red border was around the whole map. And I, I think that that's cool, right? Because first of all, it reminds everybody that it's sudden death <laughs> because mm-hmm. you could very easily forget. And number two, it just it, it's it, it adds that kind of feel to the game where it's it's like that it's, sense of urgency. Yeah, there's a lot of urgency, a lot of anxiousness. It's go big or go home kind of attitude. And it's just get the tower down or you're going to lose. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I like, I don't know, man. I I really think that the sudden death challenge, I cannot wait for more of those because I really think that that was, I'm going to go on record now and say that that was my favorite challenge to date. I'm going to go ahead and say I totally agree with you. Boom. Boom. So something else happened this week. That's right, and it had something to do with one of our favorite topics, mo- you know, more recently, which is esports. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the CCGS Spring Finals. So we had Oxalate on on the most previous show. Oxalate won for the NA region. Atchin won for the Latin American region, and Surgical Goblin won for the EU region, which is pretty cool. Basically, these three winners, plus the people who came in second place, they get to qualify for the CCGS Fall Series. And a huge congratulations go out to the winners and the second place finalists that are going to Fall CCGS. Boom. Boom. So, speaking of boom. Speaking of boom, baby. You, you, you're so excited about this. You wanted to test out a new segment. Or the show. So, I just want everybody to know that Joe has been begging me for weeks, 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 and weeks to do this section. But we haven't had time. Rob says we don't have time, but he's like the big brother. He's like the big brother bully that just tells me we can't do it. So, for week after week after week after week, eventually he just got annoyed and he just said, let's try it out. So, I'm super excited for this next segment that we are trying out. It is super, super exciting and I cannot wait. It is called... Boom it or move it. So basically how this section works is we basically just throw out like a thought, a thought about the game, a thought about a card, a thought about something, whether we think something should be nerfed or just in general, maybe a suggestion. And we go one by one and we just say whether we boom it, whether we like it, or if we don't like it, we move it. It's like the opposite of a boom. And then we go into explain very quickly why we feel the way that we do we can take the same side we can take different sides and we just go back and forth it's a pretty quick segment we'll try and fly through these as fast as we can so we'll hit as many of them as possible you ready if i'm if i'm ever ready for anything it's this right now go okay rob tell me how you feel about this the spring ccgs winners qualify for the fall ccgs play but the winners of the fall ccgs play qualify for the global series where they will battle it out among the other top players in the other regions of the world so boom it or move it boom it boom it all right why because i feel like it makes sense where spring almost acts as a qualifier for the fall and then fall is the final before you go to the global series so i feel like that's kind of how they're staggering it no all right, well, I'm going to move this. Because I get what you're saying, that it's like a preliminary qualifier from mm-hmm. spring to fall and then mm-hmm. fall to the global series. But in my opinion, what this does is it causes people who were successful in the spring may not be successful in the fall and ultimately don't get to qualify for the global series. Yet, in reality, they did win CCGS, just the spring version and not the fall version. So it almost makes it like... The spring is less important than the fall, and if you had to pick one to win, you'd pick the fall over the spring. So I get what this is, and you know maybe if they would have called it the the spring qualifiers and the fall finals, then I would have liked it a little bit better. But for me, this was just a little bit of a, a knock on the spring. It makes it a little less important, and I would have liked to see them both a little bit more equal. Interesting. Okay, we're on opposing sides here. Next one, the lightning needs to be nerfed. Boom it or move it. I'm going to go with boom it on this one. So I think hmm. for a, a while now, ever since we've had Woody on the show, we've talked about the fact that the lightning is stifling the meta. And 
it just causes specific cards to never be able to be played, like the witch, like the wizard, and there are so many others, right? And it offers tremendous value not only to, to troops themselves, but also to the towers. It can reset buildings like the Inferno Tower and, the, mm -hmm. and even troops like the Inferno Dragon or the Sparky. It adds tremendous value to your deck, and if used properly, can just make such an impact on the game. I think that if this card wasn't as powerful as it was, or maybe cost one more elixir, it would really allow other cards in the game to be used more. So I'm gonna boom it. All right, I have another card for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. The heal spell needs to be rebalanced. Boom it or move it. So for this one, I'm also gonna go with boom it. Right, so the heal spell is one of the best cards in the game right now. People don't think so because most people don't use it. But the Three Musketeer heal spell deck is one of the best decks in the game. And here's why. There are very little amounts of cards in this game that specifically counter spells. And the heal spell basically counters almost all other spells except for the lightning and the rocket on most troops, right? My issue with the heal spell is that it heals over an extended period of time. It directly counters the fireball and it directly counters the poison. The poison lasts for eight seconds long and the heal spell lasts for three seconds long. Now, that might not seem like a long period of time, but it's almost 50% the length of time of the poison. And oh, by the way, it heals for a tremendous amount. And the poison does about 75 damage per second at tournament level caps. Whereas the heal spell heals 175 damage or health per second over the course of three seconds. So ultimately what this does is it causes the, it causes cards that do damage over time or do just enough damage to get things pretty weak, but doesn't kill them like the fireball does to the electro wizard or the wizard or things like that. And it makes them almost unplayable, right? Because if you use those, well, it's just going to get countered with a heal and then the game's over. So I think this card needs to be rebalanced so that it, it either heals everything up front or it needs to heal less. You've convinced me. I'm gonna give it a boom it as well. All right, let's move on to the next one. So when donating your commons, there should be a donate all button. Boom it or move it? This is a total boom it. Total boom it, why? Because every time I'm in the game and someone requests a card and I see it's a common, I'm just like, ah, oh, come on, I gotta tap, 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 tap. Like, I don't want to have to do that. It's just way too much work. And sometimes, you ever notice that when you tap a bunch of times, it just, the game kind of stutters and skips a little bit, and then it's like, and it gives you all your gold, like, at the end? Yeah, it's no, it kind of lags a little bit. I'm totally with you. I, I think it's mm -hmm. a great suggestion, so I'm, I'm going to boom it with you. Especially since common cards are the only cards that you need to donate more than one of. Very, very good point. All right, let's move on to the next one. We should have the ability to go invisible on your friends lists while you're online. Boom it or move it. I'm gonna boom this one too. Okay. For two reasons actually. So the first is because sometimes, like I said before, when I go in the game, I don't necessarily want to play as much as I want to play. You know what I'm saying? I just wanna like check some stuff out. I wanna see where my chess cycles are. I wanna check in on clan chat. Um, so I don't wanna be rude to people by ignoring them. It would be better if they just didn't know I was online. And the second reason is because sometimes I just want to play a match and not be spectated. I think I may have mentioned this when we were talking to Woody, but I don't always want to be spectated. Okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna move this one because, Ooh. Rob, they are your friends for a reason. You can't, you can't just pick and choose when you want to see your friends. Like, if you're online, your friends should be able to watch you. What if your friend just wants to watch you and learn how to get better at the game and you're like, nah, man, you can't watch me right now. That's so mean. Then they can message me in Discord, and then I will go back into the game and play a little bit better, because I know someone's about to watch. All right, well, I'm still going to move it. All right, fair enough. So the next one is there should be a deck confirmation button before you enter a battle, after you press the battle button. Boom it or move it, and really think about it. Originally, I was going to say I move it, but now I'm going to say I boom it, and here's why. I can't tell you, now that I think back on it, I can't tell you how many times I go into a game, any random game, whether it's the ladder or it's the challenges, and I see the deck that I'm playing and I just cringe because yes. I picked the wrong one. Or you came from a challenge where you have to use a very specific type of deck and then you just 
happen to go back into the ladder because you don't even think about it. Maybe you chatted with some people in your clan. You're like, I'm going to go play a match. And then you press battle and womp womp. Begin your trophy death spiral now type of thing. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. What do we always say? Plan C, baby. Plan C. Emote cry face. Boom. All right. So you're booming it. I am booming it. Good. I've converted you. (laughs) Boom. All right. Let's do the last one. So (laughs) the clone spell should be removed completely from the game. Boom it or move it. I'm going to move it. Okay. As much as I really didn't want to say that because I don't really like the clone spell, but it is a card that is a lot of fun and it has a lot of versatility and I do feel it kind of plays a good role in the meta right now. Um, uh, hello, the Night Witch, right? And Lava Loon. And it's also really, really good in tournament decks and 2v2 challenges. Yeah, I don't know how much I agree with your tournaments like i've never seen it played in a tournament successfully but the clone spell is used mostly in 2v2s it is mostly used for fun it is mostly used to see how many goblin barrels princesses or ice golems slash giants you can make on a map to see how many units you can make it is strictly a fun card but right now the way that it is is not a tournament competitive style card but it's good for 2v2 and you agreed with the funness of it so sounds like you're agreeing with me so i agree with you the clone spell should not be removed from the game so i'm gonna move that it should be removed from the game good we're on the same page and we ended together we ended together we took a couple of different steps and a different paths to get here but we finally ended on the same note and that there you have it people possibly a brand new section hope you liked it Boom it or move it. Let us know. Boom it or move it, baby. Boom. Move. All right. So we've got a couple of chests to open. Boy, do we have some chests. So do you have some good chests to open? I've got three chests to open. I've got a crown chest and then a couple of big dogs. Okay. So I have my clan chest, my crown chest, and a singular big dog. So we've got three each. Mm-hmm. You know what happens when we both have three chests each, right? I go first. You go first. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> My lucky day. All right, so what are you going to open first? I think I'm going to do the clan chest first. Okay, let's do it. All right, you ready? Ready. Clan chest. I've been waiting all week for this, by the way. Was this 10 of 10? This was 10 of 10. 1,620 gold. Boom. 27 bats. Okay. Five battle ram. That's a good card. All things considered, absolutely. Eight heal spells. It's almost as if someone was listening to us before we recorded the episode. Told you it was a very good card, man. Game is listening. (laughs) You're getting some good cards right now. Battle ram, heal spell. Uh Uh-huh. 70 cannons. Not really impressed with that one. I'm not a fan of the cannon. At least right now. It's not really doing too much in the current meta. Right. 14 mini P.E.K.K.A. Eh, I don't know. I feel like the mini P.E.K.K.A. kind of got overtaken by the Night Witch. Like, they serve very similar purposes, and the Night Witch spawns air troops out of her. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the of the mini P.E.K.K.A. anymore. That's true. But mini, mini Pancake can still wipe out a hog rider. Hog rider! Mm-hmm. 143 fire spirits. And three lightnings. What did we say before, man? <laughs> this is a pretty, pretty good pretty good chest the lightning is good man once they nerf it it won't be as good obviously if they ever do decide to nerf it but right now it is a very strong card in the meta and i mean i'll I'll take the bats too stifles other cards i don't really know how i feel about the bats i i can't put my finger on properly on how to use them i feel like i'm i'm struggling a lot with them and i would would take air skeletons they're in between skeletons and a minion a set of minions well, that, that's a fair way to describe them. However, I would, if, if given the option, I would take a pass on using them if I could because I just don't know how to properly use them. Right, 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 right. No, I, I, I get it. And it's nothing against the card. It's more, more so against me. All right, my chest? Your chest. All right. I have a crown chest, so here we go. 
599 gold, three okay. gems, nice. 27 arrows, mortar mauler, baby. There it is. I'm telling you, this game listens to every single word that I speak. And then it's like, hmm, how can I mess up Joe today? Oh, that's right. I can give him 46 bats. Oh, see, you shouldn't open your mouth. That's a, good, that's a very good point. Eight battle rams. That's a good card. See? And one prince. Not so you know, shabby. You get better cards when you talk more positively about your chest. I, I see a pattern here. That's right. So when I open my next chest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak volumes of every card that I open. Right. Don't yell, but just speak volumes about the card. Right. I, I won't speak in, in lots of decibels, but just rather happy talk. Right, exactly. Happy talk. Exactly. Happy talk. Right. You ready, happy talk? I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Here's my crowd chest. 611 gold. Okay. Three gems. Always take gems. Always. It's the only way I get to play challenges now. It's a good point. <laughs> One Harada! Boom. One rocket. Mortimala. Mortimala, baby. Six elixir collectors. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I don't call it, I don't, no. I don't call it that. You call it that. I call it the appropriate name. That card should totally be renamed to the elixir pump. I'll, I'll say it for Joe. Six elixir pumps. There we go. And 74 bats. Final card. Of course. Yep. All right, so I've got big dogs. I've got two, so my first is a giant chest. Are you ready? I am very ready. Okay. Remember, I have to speak positive about every card that I get. Ready? Oh, yeah, no, I know. I'll be sending you positive vibes from this side of the microphone. Whoa, 860 gold. That's amazing. Wow, that's fantastic. Next card. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I already opened up an epic out of it. Wow! Lognado <laughs> is working. <laughs> oh my gosh, the next card is a giant. 21 of them. This is tremendous. Fantastic. Oh, and another great card. The very recently nerfed Goblin Gang. 228 Ooh. of them. Wow. So many. And okay, I guess I don't have to be I guess I don't have to be positive anymore because this is the last card and it's 38 mini Pekkas. <laughs> and of it course, hurt you talk bad about it. And of course, it would give me 38 of the card that I don't want. See what happens? You don't talk bad about mini pancake. You know what they call that? That's what I call karma. And I will never talk bad about mini Pekkas again. <laughs> that is karma if I've ever heard it. Alright, so I also have a giant chest. Whoa! Ready? Ready. Alright. 860 gold. I think you got more gold than I did. I'm older. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. That's it. That's just how it works. Uh, 55 bats. Man, what's up with these bats? I don't know. It's like they're a new card or something. <laughs> 175 elite barbarians. Eh. I mean, when they were in, in their heyday, back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Back in the day. The e-bobs were fantastic. <laughs> Alright, I digress. 28 battle rams. That is amazing. Now that right there is a steal. That The whole chest could be done right now and I'd be happy. Well... I wish it ended there, actually, because I got 29 bomb towers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not as sorry as I am, but I'll take I'll take the the battle rams. Those are those are pretty good. Boom. So is that your last chest? That is my last chest. So, what do you got as your last chest? I honestly thought that today would be the day that we both get a legendary on the cast because I was guaranteed a legendary via my legendary chest. No, stop. Dude, I have a legendary chest that I got just after ep the last episode, and I was hoping you'd get one. That way we could finally get one together. Wow. If there were ever it's a guys, it's never gonna it's never gonna happen. The universe is telling us that they don't want the podcast to explode. If you want, I can hold on to this for another episode. 
and hmm. see if you get it next week. But then I feel like we're cheating. That is a total cheat, and I absolutely just considered it for four and a half seconds. <laughs> and I'm going to say that without further ado, you need to open the legendary chest. All right, legendary chest, here we go. Are you ready? Could not be more ready. Oh, the spin, the spin, the spin, the spin, the spin. The miner. Love the miner. I can now upgrade him to level two and do tremendous chip damage. I cannot wait to get this guy in the ladder. I know, dude. That's a great card to get. I'm super excited, dude. The miner is so good. I think it's like, I think the miner is very underappreciated, right? Like people don't really, they underestimate how much value he can bring to the match. And I can finally get him to level two, which means he's going to do even more chip damage over the course of a match. He's more tanky. He can tank for other troops. He's great at support. If you're good at placing him, you can just, you know, slice and dice people, keep it, <laughs> keep it really awesome. And I'm just really excited right now. I just wish you would have gotten one too, man. I know, me too. But you know what? Maybe one day we'll both get them with normal chests. Maybe. Not a guaranteed legendary chest. <laughs> very, very unlikely, but maybe. No, we, we definitely need at least one legend. We need two legendary chests on the show in order to open two legendaries on the show. Boom. Mm-hmm. So that was a fantastic chest opening, and we also have an Equally fantastic. Deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight. So, we have a deck that is lovingly called Tri Heal. That is Tri Dash Heal. And it costs 4.1 average elixir. And it includes the Three Musketeers, the Ice Spirit, the Log, the Heal Spell, the Battle Ram, the Elixir Pump, the Knight, and the Minion Horde. So, tell me about this pretty sick deck. So, dude, this deck is easily, and I think we mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show, but this deck is easily the best slash most overpowered deck in the game in the current meta. If you look at Grand Challenges and the most successful deck against the most various kinds of decks, it's this Three Musketeers Pump Heal deck. Interesting. How you play this deck is relatively simple. The first thing that you want to do is cycle to your pump. This deck can take some damage because it can deal massive amounts of damage. Okay. It's not so much like a beatdown deck, like in the sense that you have a huge tank out in front and a bunch of support troops behind it. Mm -hmm. But instead, you develop an elixir advantage by dropping the elixir pump, and you pick and choose when you want to defend against your opponent's small pushes because you can take some damage in order to gain additional elixir advantages, right? Ultimately, there's not that many cards in this deck that you can really defend with without having to worry about something. So for example, if you defend with your minion horde, there's a very good chance that your opponent's going to zap them or arrows them or fireball them. There's a lot of spells that can damage those, right? Or tornado them or poison them. Yeah, there's so many things that could damage them. There's a lot of things that can go wrong there. You also don't want to typically defend with your three musketeers like in the middle of your arena because ultimately they can be countered while they're grouped up defending and you don't want to have to worry about that. So really right. the best defensive card in this deck to use when your opponent is coming down your lane is the knight. It's very tanky, can do massive amounts of damage and soaks up a lot of damage while your other troops can kind of get in the nitty gritty, or your tower can just kill off the, the threat. And it also only costs three. That is a very, very good point. So it allows you to cheaply defend. The other card that you're going to use to defend is obviously the Ice Spirit, because you can cycle with that card to your you know more tanky troops and things that are actually going to do damage on the map, but it'll also allow you to kind of pause your opponent, keep damage off of your troops for a little bit, and allow you to develop something that you might need to. This is a very good control card. Very, very, very good point. Once you have your elixir pumped down and you're generating resources, after you've picked and choose which push from your opponent to defend or just take damage from, ultimately you're going to drop your three musketeers in the back. Split them up, two on one side, one on the other. One tip here. In almost every single matchup that you will face, you will play the three musketeers with two going down one lane and one going down the other. You will split them up. The only okay. deck that you really ever will play all three musketeers in one lane 
is very likely against another three musketeers deck and never would have thought of that now there are advantages and disadvantages to this but against another three musketeers deck your opponent is very likely not going to be running a spell that can kill all three musketeers in one shot most mm-hmm. other decks will run like a lightning or a fireball or something of that nature where it can really really take advantage of you grouping up your three musketeers on one lane so the fact that this deck or most three musketeer decks don't carry a fireball or don't carry a lightning or don't carry a rocket allows you to not have to worry about that. But in every other situation, you'll split them two and one. After you split them two and one, what you're going to do is you're going to wait for your opponent to do something. If they fireball or if they arrows either side of your musketeers, well, then you've kind of got a green light for your minion horde. If not, then you just kind of wait it out and drop your knight on one side and you drop your battle ram on the other. Typically, you'll want to drop your battle ram down after your opponent has dropped their log or their zap combination. Ultimately, that allows you to get the most value with your battle ram. If you time things correctly with this deck, it truly makes it almost unbeatable versus many of the deck archetypes that are out there in the current meta. The problem where you go wrong with this deck is if you defend with things like the minion horde and they get killed right away, or Mm -hmm. you try and drop your three musketeers before you have your elixir pump down. The issue with that is you're never going to have enough resources to support your three musketeers. If you don't get a tank, like the battle ram or the knight in front of your three musketeers, they inevitably become useless and your opponent can deal with them very simply. So don't try and play this deck fast. It's a slow deck, requires you to build up some resources before you can really punch out your opponent. At the end of the day, once you get the ball rolling, it's kind of like the snowball effect. If you get an advantage of, on your opponent, don't drop another elixir pump down. Instead, drop another set of three musketeers down and just keep the pressure going. If you let up on the pressure, it lets your opponent take advantage of the time where they can kill your towers. So I have a really silly question, and the only reason I'm going to ask it is because if I was playing this deck, I feel like I would do this. And I want to know if this is something that you have done while using this deck. So there aren't that many cards that you said can defend, right? You have the Knight, you have the Ice Spirit, and essentially you have the Log to push everything off. Right. Have you ever dropped your Battle Ram so that it does explode to get your Barbarians out defending? I definitely have. And the good thing about that is that, you know, the Battle Ram is good in and of itself, right? But the Barbarians are still tanky. So just because it loses its ability to you know, charge into the tower doesn't mean that the troops that are still there are no longer tanky troops. They can still tank for your three musketeers. So you can use them to defend. The only thing you have to worry about is that, you know, they're not going to innately kill a golem or a giant, for example. Right. You have to hope that something kills their, their, their ram. Exactly. So you have to be careful (laughs) to, to, to not drop your, battle ram against a giant who's yeah. not going to attack it back because ultimately those things are useless on defense unless they get popped right and the other thing that i want to mention is that you can use your minion horde to defend but only after you've seen a couple of your opponent's cards because if you need to save your heal spell for your minion horde after you defend with them then you'll need to do that but if your minion horde is getting killed every time you play them there's a good chance that you're losing elixir trades during that time yeah that's a really good point especially since that tip applies to almost every deck that contains the minion horde. You never really want to play them right away. You want to let your opponent cycle through their cards so you can see whether, if they do have something that counters them, what that counter actually is. Exactly, because most cards that counter the minion horde counter it with positive elixir trades, which means you Mm -hmm. will be in a negative elixir trade by playing them. Exactly. So that's the deck, man. It is super, super good. It is, like I said, one of the top decks in tournament play and in grand challenge play. So it's clearly very powerful. The Three Musketeers are not a joke. They're not to be taken lightly. And if you're versing them, you need to be careful. Have you ever tried to play this deck on the ladder? Or have you ever seen this deck played on the ladder? I have seen it on the ladder, but not as much as I've seen it in challenges. And the reason why is because this deck has four rare cards in it. And one very important legendary. And the four rare cards are not easy to level up, right? Like, rares are hard to level up in the ladder. And... If you have an underleveled Three Musketeers card itself, chances are you cannot win the game. Because if that card can get killed by a fireball for far cost, game is over and you've effectively lost. <laughs> you can't do anything. 
Um, so I see it played more so in the challenges just because it's easier to cap those at level seven and, um, and you don't have to worry about it after that. But if you could max out these cards, it would obviously be tremendous in the ladder. That is a very valid point. Thank you for that wonderful synopsis and explanation. Boom. Boom. So we got some reviews again. Yeah, we did. We got 14 reviews. So we're going to read two and shout out the rest. Do you want to read the first one? Absolutely. So the first one is from Big Flame MC, and he is from the United Kingdom. And he writes, hodgepodge of more than everything. Mm, I think you need to say some of this with a, with a British accent. At least the title. Give me the title in a British accent. It's a hodgepodge of more than everything. That was good. Wait, what if I All just right, say it like we'll I'm from it. Harry Potter? If I'm from Harry Potter, if I just say it like that, it'll be perfect, right? Like if I just pretend like I'm Harry Potter. You have to say expecto patronum at the end of that then. Harry, it's a hodgepodge of more than everything. Expecto patronum. There you go. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Now you can do the rest of the review in your normal, boring American accent. Thanks, Rob. Mm-hmm. And he writes, there is no better way to describe this podcast. These guys don't just talk to their listeners about the game. They want us to talk back. The brothers have so many ways to contact them, including clans, Discord, and emails. They have popular guests on the show and give expert advice that can be taken very seriously, coming from a couple of challengers. They seem to be best friends and have an amazing attitude towards the game, which really engages their listeners. By far the best podcast out there. Woof. Wow. Big Flame MC laying down right there. That was amazing. That review was fire. You see what I did there? Big Flame Fire Boom. Oh, that was really good. I actually didn't notice it until you said that. Well, I, it's fine. Most people don't get my jokes, and that's why I tell them what they are, and then I say boom at the end. Right. So nobody has a chance to laugh. So boom. <laughs> boom. So uh, Big Flame MC, thank you so much. That was, uh, that was very awesome. And apparently Joe and I are best friends, or at least we seem like it, right? But I don't know if you remember this. Hey, Flame, I don't know if you remember this. Last episode, my own brother told me that he didn't really like me that much. Well, right. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, best friends don't lie to each other. <laughs> well, that's true. That's a valid, valid point. Come on, mm -hmm. Rob. It's called strategy. You trying to get something out of me? I'm not sure how to respond to that. The answer is always yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's always yes. Perfect. You want to read the next one? I do. Um, so the next one is from Child is the Ish Man from the United States. <laughs> what kind of a name is that? It's a great name. Child is the Ish Man. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And the, there's, an, there's, a, there's an apostrophe after I-S-H. I don't know what letter is actually missing, but we'll go with it. <laughs> so they write, this podcast makes me feel how I do when a giant skeleton gets to the tower. Boom. Boom. This podcast is awesome. The casual feel makes it relatable. And for me in particular, I do an hour commute to work about three times a week. And I always look forward to listening to this show. The deck checks always give me an idea for something to try out for the next week. And I feel like you two are awesome at breaking down Royale news and seeing aspects of it that most would not. Keep up the great work. I love what this podcast has to offer. Boom. Boom. This review is awesome. Child, thank you so much for the kind words. We love the fact that the casual feel makes it relatable for you. We love the fact that you like the deck spotlights and it gives you something to try out for next week. And we love the fact that you think we're great at breaking down the Royale news and aspects of the game that other people wouldn't see. Such a tremendous compliment. We truly appreciate it. And we hope that we can continue providing you with more of that in the future. Yes. And we love joining you on your commute to work. Hope you like our voices coming through your speakers. Boom. And huge shout outs to Be Duplicate, Savage Pancakes, Painful Life from Canada, Psycho Mud, Akfato, Alfato, Elfato. Alfato. Those are very non English letters. Correct. So I'll go with Alfato. Boom. Fru family, Fiber, Fibre. Fibre. Fiber. Fiber. Is that an. <laughs> Is that an L? It could be Flebre. The next name is by far my favorite name. Da Dab Daddy. Da Dab Daddy. <laughs> with 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 bombs at the end of their names, it's amazing. Um, huge shout out to hashtag I hate autocorrect from Australia. Australia. Thank you to Vada, Garer AC, and last but not least, 
Mr. Presbyopia from Sweden. Mr. Presbyopia from Sweden. I bet you, I bet you that this person knows Natrix from Sweden. Yes, Joe, because all people from Sweden know people from Sweden. Correct. Everybody from Sweden knows Swedish people. Yeah. You know everybody in the United States, don't you? Obviously, that's not, that's how this works, Rob. I think everyone in Sweden dislikes us greatly right now. <laughs> it's a good point. Last week, we just made a bunch <laughs> of Australian people upset with us. And this week, we're making all Swedish people mad at us. And that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. Causing chaos throughout the globe. It's what we do best, man. A hodgepodge of everything. Definitely. So, anyway, thank you to everyone who left us an iTunes review. As we always say, it is the number one way you can help us reach more people. Um... We got no patrons this week, but that's okay. There are multiple ways you can actually help support the show. If you would like to learn more on how to do that, you can go to castrailpodcast.com slash donate, and the link is in the show notes. Boom. Boom. And that pretty much does it for this phenomenal episode. As always, if you would like to join our clan, please be sure to put podcast in the invitation. Join our Discord at castrailpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, you can send us an email at feedback at castrailpodcast.com. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at podcastroyale. Yes, you can join in on the Twitter polls that I will not follow. That's right. Rob lies about everything on Twitter. And I am the only person that tells the truth on Twitter. Don't forget that, people. I can't wait for you to post something that's not accurate or true well you can just listen to like two episodes ago for my math skills and you'll know that everything i say about math is just wrong well that's true they should really really take away your cpa initials stop it rob do you have anything else is there anything else <laughs> episode 42 in the books baby i've got nothing another hodgepodge of everything that's right so if there's nothing else we will see you next time for another hodgepodge of everything! Hodgepodge of everything! Boom! Boom. Bye. Bye.